You're listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode 251. Hey, if you're a long-time listener, thank you so much for always tuning in and listening to my voice. And if you're new and you're an entrepreneur and you just found this podcast, then welcome. There's going to be a lot of stuff for you, no matter what niche you're in, no matter what product that you're selling. If you're an entrepreneur and especially a creative entrepreneur, maybe you're service-based, maybe you're a digital um, brand, maybe you've got online courses, whatever it is, there is a lot of things that we can help you with here. And um, I just want to say welcome. Welcome to the show. Hey, I want to ask you a question too. Have you ever held off from launching a, a new program, a course, ever held off from sharing your framework, your locations, or whatever it is, due to scarcity, thinking someone's going to copy your your framework, your location, your style, your whatever it is. I think so often as entrepreneurs, we can sometimes come from a place of scarcity where we literally are scared of people stealing our ideas or stealing our things or stealing our copy or stealing our style or whatever it is. And a lot of the times we are so worried about it that it stops our growth. So I'm going to dive into that today. If you've ever had those thoughts of, Jai, what if I launch a course and somebody just copies my framework or somebody just downloads it and copies it and steals it? Or maybe you're the type of person that's like, I am a photographer and I don't want to share my location because then everybody's going to copy it. They're going to steal it, things like that. Now, if you are in that realm, then this is going to be really for you. If you've experienced someone copying or stealing your stuff before, this is going to be for you. I'm going to talk about strategies. I'm also going to talk about mindset. And trust me when I say I have dealt with a lot of people stealing, copying, and borrowing a lot of my stuff, including my own frameworks, including my copy on my website, including my style, including my presets, including my products, including... Literally anything, including my podcast, like I've got rip-offs of this podcast that's out there right now, including my online courses, like literally everything. So I can say that I'm very qualified to speak on this and I have done a lot of self-developing over the years to be able to handle it. So if I think back 10 years ago where I was to where I am today, it's taken a long time, but I know for myself, every time that I came from scarcity, I never moved forward. In fact, it did the opposite. And every time that I came from abundance and I knew there was enough for everybody and that I was on the right track, then everything's expanded. So before we get into today's episode, I am actually hosting an online challenge to build an email list. Now, if you are a service-based business, for example, and you've been thinking like maybe next year in 2024, you don't want to be just selling your time for money and maybe you don't want to be taking on 30 plus clients a year. Maybe you want to subsidize your income a little bit by creating a digital course or digital products or launching something separate, maybe some education or something a little bit different that can actually sell while you're asleep, then building an email list is step one. So if you'd like to do it with me, I've been building an email list for over 10 years now and we've got tens of thousands of people on there. I have tried hundreds of strategies on building email lists and um, I can safely say I'm probably very qualified to teach you on this as well. So if you are interested in joining the 21 day challenge, it's for those that wanna go from zero to 300 email subscribers in 21 days, then just head over to my website, jialong.co so jialong.co and you'll see the link there you can join that it's nine dollars 
you can join and I'll be in the Facebook group. We'll, I'll go live and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's get into today's episode. Okay, so what sparked this episode? Well, I hear a lot of people all over the place and they're talking about, you know, getting copied or someone ripping their stuff off and then they're getting disheartened and everything else. I got a message this week on Instagram from um, someone in my community and they said, Jai, could you speak about what if you want to launch an online course, but you won't because you're scared that someone's going to download and copy my stuff? And so it's a really interesting question and I wanted to dive into it. Have you ever felt like that? Hmm, probably. I think a lot of us do. I know I have definitely felt that way and I know that I have acted the wrong way many of times, learnt the hard lessons by, you know, like going in and coming from that scarce mindset and then losing because I'm no longer growing. So one thing, and I actually replied to this person, one thing is a lot of the times we're scared of what we actually do. So, for example, I know a lot of people that um, download courses uh, for free. They'll try and find a pirate copy of something and get in there for free. A lot of those people are most scared of um, someone stealing their stuff because a lot of the times, honestly, you are scared of what you do in the marketplace, right? So, I know people that um, I've told people that like, you know, there is pirated copy courses out there and presets and a whole bunch of things. And they're like, really? I never even thought of that. I wouldn't, I would never even Google that. Like I go to the creator and I'd pay the creator and I'd be in their community and I don't even, like I wouldn't waste my time downloading torrents and all that kind of stuff. There's just loads of different reasons. So, so those people are never scared of someone copying their course or downloading their course because why would they be? Like they wouldn't do it themselves. And so I'm like that as well. Like I would never download someone's course for free, even though I go to big creators and like I know their courses are out there for free. I just wouldn't do it, right? So that way, that means I'm also not scared of that. But the next thing is I do think about like there's tens of thousands of people that have downloaded my courses for free over the years. I know that. I know as soon as I host an event, there is people sitting there, they buy a ticket and they're waiting to download everything and um, screen share everything. And guess what? The first time that I seen all this stuff, it was like a high five moment because I'm like, oh my God, I am famous enough that someone on the internet is out there right now stealing my stuff. Like that is pretty cool. I finally made it. You know, so you have these milestones. It's like if you're big enough that someone's actually copying your stuff or Another one is if you are big enough that someone is replicating your content and teaching your content, say, so, oh my God, I had an idea that was good enough to actually share, that people would actually copy it. You know what's worse than that? Imagine if you had a course that no one wanted to copy. Imagine if you had a framework that no one would share. I mean, to me, that is a lot worse. I'm like, oh, geez, if no one wants to get into my stuff so much so that they would pirate it and copy it, if no one was ripping off my content, my strategies... I'd be thinking, okay, well, my content's just not very good. It's, there's, no, there's no attention in the marketplace. I haven't expanded enough. I haven't done enough marketing. Not enough people know about me. And so I have a bigger problem than people copying me. The big problem is I just didn't get known. I didn't expand in the marketplace. I played really small. And I never want that problem. No one that has a business wants that problem. You want to expand. You want to be known. You want people to come and find your stuff. The next thing I think about is if someone does copy my framework, I think about, well, if, if someone downloads something for free of mine and, you know, and they, and they go and find it, instead of paying $7 for my summit, they go and find the pirate copy for $7 or whatever it is. I'm like, good. 
I mean, at least they're doing the right thing and they're, and they're obsessing over self-development. Like, that's an amazing thing. I'd rather them do that than not do it, right? The other thing is, I've been poor before. I know what it's like. And sometimes you got to do what you have to do to make things work. And sometimes you get scrappy and you're at the bottom and you're doing things that maybe you're not proud of. And to those people, I'm like, man, all the power to you. Thank you for choosing me and my content. Thank you for, you know, supporting me in some way. I know that you're not supporting me financially, but that's fine. Because if you're listening to my ideas, my framework, I know you're going to move through the world in, you know, a much better way, I believe, personally, right? So uh, it gets me excited. I'm like, oh my God. When I jump on, I jumped on a torrent site not too long ago. And it was like, I think there was like 8,000 downloads off my summit. And I was like, oh my God. Like, thank you. There's 8,000 people I got to impact. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that my framework has got that far, that wide. Like, I didn't know there was that many people interested. Like, my marketing is really working. You know, I start thinking about all these things. I'm like, all those people, they're probably going to make some more money now. And then once they make more money and if they made money off my framework, they're probably going to come and buy something one day. Maybe they're going to listen to my podcast. Like, maybe they're going to share my stuff with someone else and they'll say how they didn't pay for it and they couldn't afford it, but then they should. Like, you never know, right? And so, if I come from a place where I'm thanking those people for Copying my stuff, stealing my stuff, downloading my stuff. I have always found that I expand because I'm putting my attention on the right, right ideas. The right ideas for me is I want to get known. I want to share my thoughts, my ideas, and I want to impact people in a positive way, not just my bank account. Now, here's the big difference. There is so many educators, creators, creatives out there. We're so self-absorbed where we're like, if someone copies my stuff, like they should be paying me or, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to gatekeep it. But honestly, I think about like, if I'm truly trying to change people's lives when it comes to business and helping people make more money in their business, then I actually want people to take on my stuff, whether or not they did pay me or not. I'm like, man, I know that my framework is going to help them. It's helped thousands of people before. And so if I can help that person in that place, like regardless if they paid me or not, it makes no difference. My mission is not to make the most amount of money from the most amount of people in the world. It is making the most amount of impact to the most amount of people in the world, which means some of those people are not going to pay and that's totally fine. Another thing that I think about is like, of course, if you become an educator, people are if, if your stuff is worthy of stealing and, and you've actually got some new ideas, which, you know, not everyone has new ideas. Maybe we read a book and then we, and we share it and we hear this all the time. But if you've got some new innovative ideas on stuff that you actually did from your own experience, then maybe people will copy it because it's good. And if it's really good like that, you want people to copy it. You know, if no one was copying my stuff, if I didn't show up to workshops like right now, when I go to workshops, go to conferences, I watch people on stage, I listen to people's workshops, um, I listen to people's podcasts. People go like, you should listen to this podcast, really similar to yours. I listen to it. A lot of it is my framework and I know where it comes from because I know that the stuff that, that I taught was from my experience and it couldn't possibly be from anybody else that teaches the same thing and they probably don't even know it comes from me. Okay, so I'm not saying like they've just gone in and they copy my stuff. Some people do, of course, but someone's going to share that idea and they share it with someone else and the attendee will share it with a teacher and the teacher will go, oh, that's a great idea. And then they'll start sharing it and they'll see it somewhere and it spreads and it's an idea that's worth spreading. So I think about if I didn't, if I showed up to all of these conferences and stuff and people weren't ripping my stuff off, I'd be like, man, my stuff's not worth listening to. I need to change my stuff. It needs to be more game changer. Like I, like I literally want to innovate and change the game, which means whilst you're expanding, yes, there's going to be 
carbon copies of yourself. People are going to try and jump on that gravy train. They might see the success that I have. Maybe they can replicate it. Maybe they can take a shortcut. People taking shortcuts, does that annoy me? Of course. Like, you know, it does annoy you when you see people that um, get huge success based off your own framework and, and all that kind of stuff. Do I put attention into it? Absolutely not. Do I call those people out? No, I don't. I mean, I got people that literally steal my stuff, sell my stuff, repackage my stuff, have my quotes, put their name on my quotes, like all the time, all this stuff. The thing is, this is what I want to say to you. Imagine if I put my time into protecting what I had instead of expanding to what I don't. And if you're doing that right now, you're trying to protect all the time, then no one's looking after your business. Your business is actually decreasing. Instead of putting your time and attention into trying to protect everything all the time, imagine putting your time and attention into, you know what, I'm just going to innovate. Thank you for copying that. And now that you've done, I need to be moving forward. I need to create something new. I need to create something better. I need to be one step ahead all the time. And you start putting your attention into how can I keep creating? How can I innovate that idea? How can I push it to another level? How can I make something that I'm proud of? How can I, you know, how can I instead of what can I protect? Now, here's the big crying shame. There's a lot of people out there that are trying to protect stuff that doesn't even exist. You know, so... I see this all the time. For example, maybe this person that wants to protect their course, their online course. So what happens is you won't launch an online course because someone might steal your stuff. So let's just say, for example, you launch this online course and you have like a pretty a pretty small launch and you make $10,000 from your first launch. Okay, $10,000 and you did that regardless if someone's going to steal your stuff. So if you don't do it, you've lost $10,000. But if you do do it, you make $10,000. So... You trying to protect a thing that doesn't even exist means you didn't expand and get that money at all. There was no there was no growth. And so what happened is you actually, the people that steal the stuff, they actually stole more from you without you even realizing and without you even creating something. Like you've already lost the game. They've already won. And so the fact that you're trying to protect yourself from those people, those people have already beaten the game, your game. And they've already stopped all of your growth, not just a little bit, but all of it. I want you to think about that, you know, and this applies to so many different industries. I see this with designers. I see this with photographers, you know, with photographers, for example, I remember back in the day when I was a full-time photographer, 2014, 15, 16, I was cruising around. I was finding all these new locations. I loved finding new, you know, new secret locations. I always tell everyone, I got a new secret location. It was secret. I didn't keep it a secret though. I told everybody about it. So someone would contact me, Joe, where's that location? And I'd say, this one here, that one there, check this out. And I'd share it with all my budding photographers, never hold things back. And what happened was everyone would say, Joe, I just shared this location. They'd share me. I would get more followers. They would go to that location, shoot it completely different. It would inspire me, re-spark my imagination. I've never even seen it like that before. Another thing would be, they would do some shoots there. It would get more popular. Demand for the area increased. More money would flow in because I had more content in that location, more photos on Instagram in that location, more blog posts in that location. So all of a sudden, my business completely blew up and expanded because I shared everything and I didn't gatekeep anything. Now, you see this all the time. The people that I've seen literally over the years that come out big and they've got lots of followers and they lose big are the ones that say like, someone tried to copy my location. Someone asked me for this. Someone did that. And they're trying to protect what little that they have. And in doing so, they lose what little they have. They lose everything. 
Honestly, I know this is hard love for some people, but I've seen it so many times. I don't want this to happen to you. It literally breaks my heart. I had a best friend that had this mindset and he was doing so amazing back in the day. I thought he was going to be one of the best wedding photographers in the world. And he gatekept everything and he lost the game so hard. He was, he'd call people out, you copied my style, you copied my fonts, you copied this all the time. He brought so much bad negative energy that no one wanted to be around him. No one wanted to expand their business towards him. No one wanted to refer him. No one wanted to work with him. No one wanted to network with him. No one wanted, you know, the list goes on. To this day, like he's not even in business anymore. I think about that. I'm like, man, I shared everything and I'm thriving still, you know, years and years later where you try to protect everything what little that you had and you lost everything. Remember, if you're trying to protect what little that you have, you've lost the game because you're no longer expanding of what you could have. And what you could have is infinite. And what you do have is probably tiny. I think about this all the time. Like what I have right now, with what little money that I have, even at my stage where I'm at, what followers I have, what framework that I have, I'm like, man, it's tiny compared to what I could have. If I keep my foot on the accelerator and I keep expanding, reaching new people, having new conversations, new connections, sharing my knowledge with people, it changes the game. So here's another one. I had someone contact me the other day because I've got like a, um, a signature course called the Six Figure Business Map and it's predominantly for photographers. It's done very well over the years. I've got a lot of amazing strategies that I've put in there. A lot of them are being copied by people. You know, I've seen that sort of spread like wildfire, of course. And um, I've had a lot of big influencers do my course and then they've created similar things, of course. Like you see all these things. And one thing that came up is I'm, I'm launching a course. It's called Course Launcher. So it's showing you how I did it, how I created a community of people that are wanting to learn from me, how I'm able to, you know, show up and blow up and do all these things. And I had a whole panel of people go like, Jai, aren't you worried about the competition? Means like you're, you're literally fueling your competition right now. Like, do you want to do that? And I had the same conversation when I was a wedding photographer and I was doing workshops. I had some of the biggest names in the, in the industry contact me and say, Jai, you need to stop these workshops. You're creating more competition. Like you're devaluing the market. You shouldn't be teaching the industry secrets. Like the list went on. And while they all get gatekept everything, I literally sat in and I mentored and I taught and I done workshops and retreats for all my competitors and I taught them all my secrets and all the things that got me the success and they did the same as what I did. And yes, I had more competition, which means they were innovating more, which means I had to innovate more, which means we had a better industry, which means we expanded. There was more demand, more people wanted what we had. You know, the levels went up, everything expanded, everything expanded. I had more friends, more referrals, more people came to me you know, more friends, everything expanded, more money, more money in my bank account, more clients, more people trusted me. And so I thought about it. I was like, as I'm teaching everybody what I'm doing and giving them all my secrets, all my stuff expands as they expand as well. Now, if I had that mindset back in the day where like, I better not teach anyone all my secrets, I better not do any of those things. I don't even believe I'd be in business today. Because a lot of my business has been my network. The people that I knew, the people that I helped up when I was coming up, the people that have referred me, the people that have given me work, the people that have given me a hand when I really needed it, when I was really down, when I had tough things going on in my life, I had people there, people that I helped in different ways. And I think about that, like business is f***ing fun, isn't it? It's, it's so much fun when you have people in your corner that want to be there with you, you know, instead of trying to hold everyone back so you can be the most successful. It's kind of like... 
in a city, if you're trying to keep every, you want to be the tallest building and you're trying to keep everyone small so you can be the tallest building and then you try and crash everyone else's buildings. I personally think it's more inspiring when I'm not the tallest building and I look around at, and marvel at what all the other engineers have created, what the other construction workers have created, the other businesses. You know, I look around, I'm like, oh my God, this is the place I want to be. If I'm in the town and I'm the, and I'm the tallest building, I'm in the wrong town. I need to get myself to New York City. I need to go and see the big things, the big players, the big thinkers, the big game changers, the big innovators. I want to see and be surrounded by those people, not the people in my town that are trying to break everyone down and keep them small so then they keep up, right? So I avoid those people like the plague, to be honest, and I'm around those big thinkers, the big movers, the big the people that are actually doing things that I'm, I'm like, man, you're expanding. I don't even know what water you're drinking, but I need to be over there. I need to see it for myself. So I want you to think about, are you holding yourself back because of scarcity right now? Not sharing your things, not sharing your tips, not sharing where you learned something because I think that is holding you back. Now, here's another one. This one's for educators and I see this all the time. And I am um, right now, like, so of course, launcher of my new podcast called Educators Rising. What I want to do... I don't think anyone's like innovated the education space in a long time. So I realized this, this was sort of back in 2013, I felt like the same thing with wedding photography. I was like, no one's innovated this. I, I can't believe it. And it took me 10 years to sort of leave my mark on the industry. But I feel like now it's time to leave my mark on the industry for educators because I just see a lot of people not doing it right. Or they're doing things or teaching things that I don't believe is the right way. Now, one thing is, I think a lot of educators come from a lot of scarcity. And one thing that I do see is I see a lot of educators sharing other people's framework and they know where they're getting it from, but they don't credit where they got it from. And to me, I think it's such a crying shame. And I actually see this more in the creative industry than anywhere else, which is weird because creatives are so obsessed with people not copying and stealing and borrowing their work, right? They're always like, no, it's got to be rifle owner. You should credit the person, the inspiration, where you got it from. But when it comes into the creative space, mostly, because I've seen this in digital marketers and, and other niches, and it's not like this, but in the creative space, people will literally copy someone's quote, put their name on it, copy someone's framework, share it as their own. And I think it's fine that you're doing that, but I honestly think in this day and age, like people know where things come from, like the internet's pretty good at that. But the other thing is you have more credibility if you share the frameworks and where you got it from. Now, one example is I really like a mentor of mine. His name is Russell Brunson. I've actually never actually worked with him or worked, you know, met him or anything, but I listen to his podcast and I read his books and everything else. And I just like the way, um, I like a few things that he teaches and, the, and a few things the way that he teaches. And the one thing he does is every bit of framework that he has, he always credits what book that he read to get that or who he learned it from or who he heard it from and then how he tested it and made it his own but he always credits and i think about that and what happens is i actually trust him more now instead of less i'm like yeah okay he's transparent and when he starts teaching me something where he says this is the framework that i actually created then i believe him as well i'm like yes well i know and then i'll credit him i'm like russell brunson he made this you know and i see people sharing his stuff all the time and they don't credit him which is fine but I'm just thinking of the scarcity thing. One of the reasons why people don't credit is because they don't want to give exposure to their competitors, they're thinking. Like, I don't want anyone else to see it. I don't want people to go into their ecosystem. I won't share Jai's framework. I won't share his podcast. I won't share this. I won't share that. And I see this over and over. And what happens is, this is one of the things I want to change. Like, I think there's so much scarcity in the industry of educators that it actually blows my mind because 
there would be a newfound success in this industry if people came together and collaborated and helped each other. Like it would be insane. You know, stuff that people have, can't even dream of right now. And that's the thing. You know, back in the day in 2013 when I was like starting to teach business, I've got to be honest with you, to make six figures as a wedding photographer back then, it was a big deal. It was for the 1%. You know, like the world-class photographers, that was it. No one else, unless you had a big agency. Today, everyone makes six figures. Like I'm, I literally teach you, I've had 3,000 people through a six-figure business map. Like our conversion rate of getting people to make big numbers in their business is crazy. Like it's, it's so easy. It's repeatable. But I've got to say, if you go back before we did all this work and all the other educators did all their work, like it was impossible. And so what's happened now is now the people have shared their framework and everyone's, you know, that we plug in different framework. We, we can fast track our success because that's what education is all about. It means now that photographers have a newfound level of success. They're making multiple six figures where they used to make you know, $20,000 a year, $50,000 a year. And so there's a whole new level of success that wasn't even imagined 10 years ago. People couldn't imagine that you could start a business and within 12 months that you could make six figures. It just wasn't a thing. And so today I think with educators in my industry, I think I was the first educator to make seven figures per year. And that was only three years ago. And since then, like we've been able to grow and expand and I've seen a lot of educators do the same thing. But I don't even think people know that it can just go so much higher because all they're doing is they, oh, see what Jai does. We, there's the new ceiling. Let's go for that. But honestly, I think when people start coming from abundance and sharing and giving and coming from that mindset of like, let's lift everybody up, let's share where we learned things from, like there's going to be a newfound ceiling and floor of success that they don't even know is actually imaginable. And so this is what this is a way that I think. That's why I'm like, why would I protect the what little I have? Because you should see what abundance is there for us. Like that's what I'm looking at all the time. Oh my God. So when someone comes to me and they say that, yes, Jai, I'm not going to share that location. Someone just copied my stuff, you know, whatever it is. And they're trying to protect. I'm like, man, no one's looking after your business right now. Literally no one behind the steering wheel. You're looking in the revision mirror. No one's looking forward. Look forward. The road is endless. It's vast. It's huge. There's lanes everywhere. You can go fast. You can do a lot of things. You know, people are innovating cars now. You can even drive a car that just drives itself. Like there's so many cool things happening. And you're looking in the revision mirror behind you of what already was. Like, are you expanding? I would say you're contracting. So another thing is if you've been copied before, which of course, you know, over the years as a creative, I've had my website stolen lots of times. Um, constantly right now, we, I have my price guide stolen, of course. Uh, I've had my style stolen. I've had my work stolen. I've had models that I've worked with, like people copying the exact same thing in the exact same location, you know, as a photographer. My framework as an educator, it gets stolen all the time. Literally everything. I've got someone right now that's a student of mine, actually, and they're selling my presets. They've changed the name of it and they're selling it. Like, I don't contact them and say, hey, you sell my presets because I'm like, do I care? No, good for them for hustling, you know, whatever. Do whatever you have to do. I'm already moved on. I'm expanding. I'm growing. You know, I'm doing my thing. I'm looking forward, right? So I want you to think about, well, just to go back to what I've done in the past, if someone has copied the copy, and I'm talking like the copywriting from my website, which a lot of people have, and I found that. So if that was like a direct competitor, I'd be like, good. My copy was so good that you've taken notice. I don't even know who you are. I know you know who I am because you've copied my stuff. And 
the best form of revenge is to innovate and redo your copy. Let them have the old stuff that you needed to update anyway. Rewrite it and let them come back and see it again. Oh my God, it's even better now than it was before. Let them copy it again. Do it again. And this is how you get exponentially better. Instead of looking around. So if you're looking around and trying to stop someone from copying you, can you take that off your website? You just rip that straight off me. You're going backwards. It's the lazy way of your business trying to protect. Instead of going you know, backwards, go, ooh, you're right. Like, thank you for copying that. It was good. I'm going to make it better. In fact, I'm going to talk to a copywriter. You know, I'm going to rewrite some stuff here. Um, maybe I'm going to add a video now. I needed to update that. Thank you for the push. And you keep innovating, keep innovating. After a while, you're like, oh, my God, man, I'm so – you will be such an innovator that people will be like, hell, what, like, what water are you drinking? You know, you become an industry leader because people want to be around you. They want to learn from you. Things can expand. Things can grow. You know, I've had people that have copied my website before. I remember this one person, they copied my website, like word for word. And hey, we do it for different reasons. Sometimes we just don't know better. Sometimes like you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. They're not being malicious. Sometimes just people just don't know. And I remember this person, every word on my website was on their website. And um, I contacted them and this was years ago. And I was like, hey, I noticed that you copied everything from my website. And I said, that's totally fine. I just want to thank you because I needed to update my website anyway. Like my copy was a little bit outdated, to be honest. So it's given me the motivation to rewrite it all and to and to innovate. I just want to let you know, though, like a lot of other people in the industry probably wouldn't enjoy seeing their stuff being copied. But honestly, like do what you want to do. And again, thank you. And I wrote this email out to this person. They wrote back and they're like, oh, my God, I feel so embarrassed. I didn't realize. Thank you, Jai, for being so kind about it you know blah 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 won't won't happen again anyway from that interaction that person i remember i kicked off the six-figure business map and um, on the first year in 2020 and this person joined and they end up learning so much from me and they end up being a big client of mine i think they've spent over ten thousand dollars with me to date and i think about that i'm like the interesting thing is the way that i approached that and the way that i gave them my copy so i could innovate and grow and and redo my copy in a way that I didn't realize back then when they copied my stuff in 2017 I think it was it's exponentially grown my growth my business my brand that same person has recommended at least 10 people to join my program they're like Jai's the person you got to learn from he's the real deal he actually acts with kindness he actually has people's best interests at heart they they're my biggest they're my biggest supporter And I think about it, I'm like, I'm so glad that I had the mindset back then that I wasn't trying to take people down, publicly shame people. I wasn't trying to contract. I wasn't trying to protect. You know, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to give. Give as much as I can. You get rewarded in the end. You don't even know how it's going to be. But we need to show up and give. So again, I want you to think about, do you have enough stuff right now that you need to be putting your time and attention into protecting or are you taking your time away from expanding and growing? Because if you're doing that, it's going to be really, really hard. Just want to share one last one, actually. This is just a little cool story. I'm watching this TV series right now on Netflix and it's about how Spotify started. And what's really interesting in this is it was essentially, it was Pirate Bay versus the big music executives so i'm talking like sony and universal and all the big all the big players right and so in the early 2000s what was happening is 
basically CD sales just plummeted as people just started downloading and getting stuff from Pirate Bay. And then there ended up being a massive all-out war, Pirate Bay versus the executives. Now, I see this happen over and over all the time. So the big executives, what they did was they took their foot off the gas. They started protecting what they had, the industry that they always had. And they're like, no, 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 we, CDs are going to be here forever. We need to protect this. So they started waging war with Pirate Bay. And as they did, they'll take Pirate Bay to court and they would, a lot of publicity came around Pirate Bay. And as a result of them, instead of innovating and finding a new way, them trying to take down Pirate Bay, what happened was it gave Pirate Bay newfound success because every time Sony took Pirate Bay to court and it went into the news headlines, they would double their reach and monthly viewers on Pirate Bay. It just gave them free advertising. That's all it did. It didn't do anything else. Now, the thing is, the executives weren't listening to what people actually wanted. Where Pirate Bay was listening, they were like, you don't have to go down to the CD store anymore. It's not just about being free. It's about being instant. Like people will pay if it's a good service, but it's about being instant and you can get literally anything. You know, if you go down to a CD store, you probably can't get everything. So they created a new service. So instead of them innovating, they were like, okay, so let's try and push back. And as a result, they lost everything. They were losing all their staff. They're losing billions and on billions of dollars. The artists were no longer getting paid. Like it just didn't work. And so they were the middleman between the artist and the consumer. And they had no idea. And all they could do is fight for what they had. Now, a new, and I'm not saying Spotify is good, but what Spotify did is they came in and they said, oh, okay, so Pirate Bay is terrible and the executives have got no idea what's going on. What if I created an app where people could listen and download the music and then they paid for the music and then the artists got paid and the executives got paid and everyone else got paid in the process? And so they started Spotify and that's exactly what happened. All Spotify was meant to do was to kill Pirate Bay and people just downloading and copying stuff. Now, I know for myself, I pay for Spotify. I don't mind paying. It's such a cheap rate. And I did download stuff from Pirate Bay. I didn't do it because it was free. I did it because it was convenient. And so now that Spotify is even more convenient, I would pay for that more convenience than going on even today on Pirate Bay to go and download something for free or you know another torrent site. Does that make sense? So I've seen this with Airbnb, with Uber, with all these different things where something's come out and they're expanding and growing and then the old industry are retracting and protecting. And I think about this, that's on a macro level that you can see this. But the lesson here is when you're looking on a micro level, when you're looking at your own industry and where you are, like, are you the big player that's trying to protect the thing? Or are you innovating and creating something and listening to the people? What do they actually want and how can you actually help? And how can you bring the art to the people that actually love what you do and spread it more? Like, how can you do that? You start thinking completely differently and you'll start growing and expanding and people won't even know, how did you get that much success? Like Spotify, how have they got that much success? You know, how could you compete with Sony, Universal and Pirate Bay, you know, a free platform, but you did it and you dominated. So I want you to think about that in your industry right now. Are you holding back because you don't want people to copy? You're amazed. Another example, actually, just one more. I actually see that this is for wedding photographers specifically and family photographers. I see a lot of people do this. They're like, Jai, I'm not going to put my price guide on a chatbot on my website or on my website so people can download it. I don't want my price guide anywhere unless people email me and I want to verify that they're a real email in case it's another photographer copying me. 
And so I look at that, I'm like, man, you're stopping sales because maybe one day in a couple of years, a photographer is going to download your price guide. And is that going to affect your business? I don't think so. Maybe it's affecting your ego. I don't know. But why stop all your growth? Because one day a scenario that's never happened before, or maybe has happened, like, does that make sense? You've already lost the game. It's already worse than if someone downloaded, you know, a thousand copies of your price guide and already copied it a thousand times because it's doing the same thing. Your clients can't find it because you're trying to protect it. Now, don't protect what's in your services in case someone else is going to copy it on your website. Like share everything because your clients are the ones you're trying to work towards, not trying to protect from your competitors. Give your client, if your clients find it hard to find your price guide, find your services, find your prices, find like, you know, your albums, find like the things that you actually do because you're trying to protect it all behind a, a gate kept wall, which is your price guide that you have to email you to get. Think about it. Like, are you doing that because it's the best practice or are you doing that because you don't want anyone else to steal your stuff and then you want to keep everything secret so then one day when the perfect ICA, perfect client comes through the door, you can hand it to them and never seen anything as amazing as what you have think about it. So, hey, if you listen to my podcast and you're a make your breaker, I want you to not be living in that scarcity mindset when you're growing your business. And if someone is copying you, someone wants to steal something from you, someone's asking you, how do you do it? Like, see this as, oh my God, I have made it. Like, people are paying attention. I don't even know who these people are, but people know who I am. I am making the right amount of action here. I'm growing, I'm expanding and everything is coming with me. My business has now has no ceiling and because I can see the future, I can see what's the road in front of me. I'm no longer looking in that revision mirror and thinking about the small scenarios that hasn't even happened yet and I'm not allowing those things that haven't happened and probably will never happen hold me back from that huge success that I could get. That's it for today. Hey, if you like today's episode, share it on Instagram at jialong.co. Tag me. I'll share it. Big thank you. And don't forget, if you want to join my email challenge, just head over to jialong.co. And um, yeah, can't wait to work with you. 2024 is going to be an amazing year. Man, I am so excited about all the things. I actually think it's going to be a little bit hard next year with recessions and a few things. I'm going to do a podcast episode on that. So please stay tuned. I've got some really cool things to share on that. But yeah, I'll see you soon.